Hare Krishna. So today is Nityananda Trayadasi, Srimad Nityananda Prabhu's appearance day, divine appearance day. So we will sing one song in glorification of Srimad Nityananda Prabhu. Srila Vrindavan Das Thakur was a great devotee of Nityananda Prabhu who actually wrote the Chaitanya Bhagavata and who is considered to be Vasudev of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's pastimes, wrote eight verses in glorification of Sriman Nityananda Prabhu. And this is the first verse which is being projected here. It goes like Sharad Chandra Bhanting. Sfura-dama-lakanti-gaja-gati-hori-prema-matam-dhrita-paramasattam-smita-mukham-sada-bhurna-netram-karapalita-vetram-kolipidam-bhaje-nityananda-bhajanato-dukandam-niravati. I perpetually worship Shri-nityananda-prabhu the root of the Krishna Bhakti tree, whose bright face mocks the full autumn moon, whose pure complexion glistens, whose gait is like that of a maddened elephant, who is always intoxicated in Krishna Prem, who embodies pure spiritual energy, whose face holds a gentle smile whose eyes are always rolling due to his absorption in Krishna frame, whose lotus hand holds a glowing staff, and who, by the performance of Nam Sankirtan, pierces the influence of Kali Yuga. Srimanitananda Prabhu Ki.
Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's identity was hidden, therefore Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's dham also was hidden. And in India, the land where Ganges doesn't flow is considered to be an unholy place. And Nityananda Prabhu appeared in Arada Desh, which actually means the land where Ganges doesn't flow. So it is an unholy place. But um, we have to recognize that just by appearing there, Nityananda Prabhu uh, expressed or exposed the glory of this land. It is one of the most exalted spiritual place. Nityananda Prabhu appeared in North Bengal as I mentioned, where Ganges doesn't flow in a village called Ekochakra. And he was the son, he appeared as the son of Harai Pandit, a very exalted Brahmana, and his wife, Padmavati. Nitanda Prabhu was the eldest son and he was extremely dear to his father and mother. His father was so fond of him that wherever he would go, he would take Nityananda with him. He could not separate from him even for a moment. He was so fond of him. And Nityananda also was a very special personality. Even in his childhood, he used to play with his friends, enacting different pastimes of Krishna. Sometimes he would perform 
Krishna's pastimes in Vrindavan. Sometimes he performed Ramchandra's pastimes. Sometimes he would perform Varahadeva's pastimes with his friends. And people used to be surprised to see that how could this child know about all these pastimes of the Lord? Nobody taught him. But how could he enact those pastimes? And those pastimes that he used to depict or play was so special or so unusual that, that he would become a part of it. For example, one day he was playing the pastimes of Lakshman being hit by Shakti weapon. So Lakshman fainted. And the condition was that one boy would play the role of Hanuman and he would go and carry the Gandhamadan mountain and then Vishalakaruni uh, uh, herb would be selected by the person who would be playing the role of the doctor and, and he would make him smell that and as a result of that he would gain his consciousness. But it was so real that when Lakshman was hit by the Shakti or Nityananda who was playing the role of Lakshman, when he was hit by the Shakti weapon and he fainted and there was no sign of life in his body. And ev everyone became extremely worried and people were informed that Nityananda lost his consciousness, there is no sign of life. So everybody came running and they felt, they saw that he actually doesn't have any consciousness. There is no sign of life in his body. And in this commotion, the boys who were supposed to play the role of Hanuman forgot his role. <laughs> and he also got absorbed in this, uh, this uh, commotion. And then one boy recognized, remembered, and he told, Look, you are supposed to bring the Gandhamadan mountain and I am supposed to collect the Vishalakarani herb uh, uh, from that. And so, so that boy then played his role and, uh, and when that was enacted, that Vishalakarani was given to him, then Nithananda came back to his senses. So in this way, Nithananda was playing uh, the pastimes with his friends at a time when children play with toys, Nityananda was enacting the pastimes of the Supreme Personality of Godhead. That's how absorbed he was in the pastimes of the Lord. And in this way he spent 12 years and one day uh, a Brahmana, wandering Brahmana mendicant, came to the house of uh, Harai Pandit. Actually in India it used to be a custom that when they would see a saintly person traveling, the Brahmanas would invite him to his house. So Harai Pandit invited him to become his guest. So he stayed in Harai Pandit's house and spent the whole night in Krishna Katha. And in the morning he told Harai Pandit that look, I have I would like to bake something from you. So Harai Pandit asked, please tell me whatever you want and I will offer it to you. So he said that, look, I travel to the places of pilgrimage and I travel alone, so I need a companion. So will you please give me your son, your eldest son? And this was like Harai Pandit was struck with a thunderbolt. I mean, Nitananda, whom he couldn't even separate from even a moment. And now this person is asking Nitananda to go with him. That means he is going to lose him forever. But at the same time, <clears throat> the Brahmana asked him for this gift, for this uh, arm. And he also already promised him, and it's a custom, if somebody, some sannasi asks somebody, no one would refuse him 
and that used to be the Vedic culture those days. So, so Harai Pandit agreed. He went inside and told his wife that this is what Brahmana wanted. So his wife said that yes, when he wanted, no matter how dear he is, we have we must fulfill our our plans. So Nitananda was given to the Brahmana, and the Brahmana left with Nitananda. And Harai Pandit's condition was like Dasarat when Ramchandra left home for the forest. He just fainted, and when he regained consciousness, he became mad. Everybody thought that Harai Pandit became mad in his separation from his son. And along with that sannyasi, Nitananda Prabhu traveled for 20 years. And then he went to Mathura, he went to Vrindavan, and he started to spend his time there. And there his activities was more, very much like that of a madman. Uh, he used to float in Jamuna and he would play with the children and he would tend the, go along with the cowherd boys and tend the cows. So this is how he was spending his time in Vrindavan. And then, here, an interesting thing to note is that Nityananda Prabhu was 12 years older than Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So, here we can see when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu was born, when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu appeared in Navadip, Nityananda Prabhu left home. <laughs> and for 12 years he wandered around and he was waiting for Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to start his Sankirtan movement. And as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu started his Sankirtan movement, he left Vrindavan and he came to Navati. He came to Mayapur. And he went to the house of Nandanacharya. That's only about, Nandanacharya's house is about 50 meters from here. So he came and stayed in Nandanacharya's house. And he was staying there. So that morning, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told his associates that last night I had a wonderful dream. I saw that some one divine-looking personality uh, appeared riding on a chariot, a beautiful celestial chariot. And when I asked him, who are you? And he told me, don't you recognize? I'm your brother. <laughs> so, so it seems that some exalted personality must have appeared in Navadip. So he sent Haridas Thakur and Srivash Thakur to find out where that personality was. So they traveled, they went to different places uh, and couldn't find and came back and said, we couldn't find any such personality. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said, okay, then let's go. So along with his associate, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu went straight to Nandanacharya's house. And there he saw Nityananda And at that time, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Srivash Thakur to recite a verse from Srimad Bhagavatam. And upon being instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Srivash Thakur recited a verse that describes Krishna's entering into Vrindavan along with the cowherd boys. Barha Piram Natavaragopu Karnayo Purnikaram Vibhrat Basho Panako Vichiram Shapada Ramanam Vrindavanam Shapada Ramanam Gopa Vrindoi So Krishna is decorated Barhavatam He had a peacock feather on his head and Karnayo Karnikaram There are beautiful Karnika flowers on his ears 
And in this way, uh, it's describing that he, how he entered surrounded by his uh, associates, coward boys, into Vrindavan. Upon hearing that verse, Nityananda fainted. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked Shivarthakur to continue reciting. And as he kept on reciting the verses, he regained his consciousness. And he started, in ecstasy, he started to behave like a madman. He started to cry, he started to roll in the ground, sometimes he would jump up, and he would fall in such a way that everybody started to, everybody became very worried that maybe he'll break his bones, maybe he's going to hurt himself so bad. So they started to pray, Krishna, Krishna, please protect him. And in this way, Nithananda started to display his ecstatic symptoms upon hearing Krishna's activities in Vrindavan. And then <coughs> he just went and entered into the embrace of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And then he became completely quiet. <coughs> Seeing that, Gadadhar Pandit said, started to laugh. And he said, they see, Ananta actually holds Krishna, and now he, Krishna is holding Ananta. <laughs> so this is how Chaitanya Mahaprabhu and Nityananda Prabhu met, and it was a very, very beautiful union. Both of them were so ecstatic upon seeing each other. And Nityananda Prabhu then was instructed by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu to go from door to door and distribute Krishna along with Haridas So, <clears throat> and Haridas Thakur and Nityananda Prabhu used to go from morning till night. They used to go to different houses in Navadri and request everybody to chant the holy name. And they had different, people had different reactions to that. Some people, those who were saintly, they immediately accepted their instruction and started to chant. <coughs> Those who were envious because they were not allowed to enter into Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sankirtan activities at night in Shivarthaka's house, they started to say, now they have come to our house, let's beat them, let's beat them. <laughs> and some people thought, that they may be uh, the spies of the thieves. They are coming to our house to find out what, <laughs> what we have, and they will come at night and steal uh, our possession. But Nitanda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur used to just laugh hearing them. Then one day they came across two personalities. They looked terrible. They were, people were so afraid that nobody want, went near them. And they asked, who are these people that everyone is so afraid of? And the people told that these are two, two terrible demons. Although they are born in a Brahmin family, they were exalted Brahmana, they belong to an exalted Brahmana family, but they have become like demons. Like there is no sinful activity that they wouldn't perform. Like they would uh, plunder people, burn people's houses. With the slightest provocation, they would just burn their houses. They would loot their wealth. And they would rape young girls. I mean, and they would all the time they were just drunk. And so Nitanu Prabhu told Haridas, Haridas, if we can make these two devotees of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, then, then the real glory of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu will be manifest. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has come to deliver the fallen souls, and there will be anyone as wonderful a candidate for Mahaprabhu's mercy than these two individuals. So Haridas was a little hesitant. He said, look, you have heard what kind of characters they are. 
Like if somebody just enraged them in the slightest way, they would go to their house and burn their house. So do you want to take that? And he said, yes. Chaitanya Mahaprabhu came to distribute Krishna Prem. So these are the most eligible candidates. So he made Haridas as fine. So Nitanda Prabhu went and asked them, as Chaitanya Mahaprabhu asked him to do, that Prati Ghade Ghade Gya Kadu Epikha, Balu Krishna Bhajak Krishna Kadu Krishna Shikha. They go from door to door and ask everybody that please chant the holy name of the Lord. Please become a devotee and serve the Lord. And so Nitanda Prabhu went and told them that my dear brothers, Please chant the holy name of the Lord. Please become a devotee of the Lord. And they immediately became furious. You dare to instruct us what we should do. <laughs> and said, and they said, kill them. Kill them. Catch them. And seeing that, Nitana Prabhu and Haridastakur just ran. And <clears throat> These two persons, Jagai and Madhai, uh, their actual name was Jagannath and Madhav. Jagannath's nickname became Jagai and Madhav's nickname became Madhai. They chased them. And they were running and running. They were uh, being chased by them. Then finally, they just went into a potter's shop where the clay pots were piled up and they hid behind the clay pots. And this is how they escaped. That day, that evening, they went and reported to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is what happened. And Nitananda Prabhu said, look, you have come to deliver the most fallen, the fallen soul. We selected that these two are the most fallen ones. Therefore, we decided to deliver them. Actually, Haridas Thakur reported that, look, I'm not going to go out with them anymore. <laughs> Today, we almost lost our lives, and this person is crazy. The Ganges in monsoon time becomes full of crocodiles, and he floats in the Ganges, and he approaches the crocodiles, and uh, then, <clears throat> He, uh, when he sees young girls, beautiful young unmarried girls, he approaches them and tells them, will you marry me? <laughs> so and their fathers come out with sticks and their hands. So yeah, I'm not going out with him anymore. And today, look what he had done. This was the craziest thing one could ever do. So they, at that time, Nitananda Prabhu told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, look, that would be a greatest glory if you can. So Chaitanya Mahaprabhu responded by saying that, look, they have been delivered. Just that you have desired, just that your merciful glance has fallen upon them, they are delivered. So, <clears throat> and Jagai and Madhai uh, sometimes would listen to Mahaprabhu's uh, Sankirtan at night. And in their drunken stupor, they would dance upon with the kirtan. <laughs> and so this is how probably they also de developed their good fortune. And but one day when Nitananda Prabhu and Haridas Thakur went near them, so they asked, "Who are you?" And Nitananda Prabhu, like a child, he said, "I am." I am the Abudhut. That means I am the person who lost his consciousness in his spiritual ecstasy. And upon hearing the name Abudhut, they became so upset that Madhai picked up his uh, clay pot that he was drinking from and he hit Nitanda Prabhu with and Nitana Prabhu started to bleed. 
when Chaitanya Mahaprabhu heard that, then immediately he was informed, so he came out. And he was so furious that he in immediately called Sudarshan Chakra, and he was about to kill him. And Jagai and Madhai saw the Sudarshan coming, and they, Jagai, fell at Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's feet. And Nitana Prabhu also seeing that situation, he reminded, my Lord, in this age you are supposed to conquer everyone with your love. You are not going to use your weapon to kill the demons. So please be merciful upon them. And he told, Nitana Prabhu told Chaitanya Mahaprabhu that Madhai was about to hit me again. But Jagai actually stopped him. So upon hearing them, hearing that, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu became so pleased. He said, anyone who protects Nityananda, he is, I am sold out to him. So uh, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu decided to deliver Jagai or forgive Jagai. But he said, because he, Madhai hurt him, hurt him, I'm not going to deliver him. I'm not going to bestow him mercy. So when Madhai fell at his feet, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu said that, I'm not going to destroy I'm not going to have any compassion and mercy for you. You are the truth. So, but if Nityananda forgives you, and immediately Nityananda Prabhu actually embraced Madhai. And this is how both Jagai and Madhai was accepted by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And who are these Jagai and Madhai? Hiranyakashipu and Hiranyaksha. So in other three Jugas, the Lord killed them. But in this age, in the age of Kali, the Lord accepted them as his devotee. So <coughs> in this way, Jagaya and Madhya was delivered. And that had a tremendous uh, reaction in Navadip. Everyone became surprised that Jagaya and Madhya now became saints. Like uh, Madhai feeling so uh, so uh, guilty that he hurt Nityananda Prabhu, that he used to just sit on the bank of the Ganges, and when people would come to the Ganges to take bath, he used to just serve them, washing their feet, making arrangements for their bath. So that Madhai's ghat is still there. There are two other, other thieves also, Nityananda Prabhu delivered. There are also two other very, very terrible demons. That is, after Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu took sannyas, Nityananda Prabhu was... Nityananda Prabhu, one day came to Shachi Mata's house, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's house. And Shachi Mata requested, Nityananda, you stay here. Because by seeing you, I feel consoled to some extent. So you please stay here for some time. So Nitanda Prabhu, being instructed by Sachimata in this way, decided to stay in Navati. But he decided to stay in the house, a little far away, in an isolated place in the house of a devotee called uh, Hiranyapandit. <coughs> and and Nitanda Prabhu used to be dressed in a gorgeous way. He used to wear blue silk clothes. He used to wear a very beautiful turban decorated with flowers. And he used to wear ornaments. His whole body was actually decorated with ornaments. Nice necklaces and bracelets and uh, whatever you call it. <laughs> the baju band, that bracelet, churi, that, that goes in the, like, and ankle bells. So, and they all are made from most precious uh, jewels and gold. So some thieves thought that, that let us steal uh, these ornaments this person is so well decorated. In one hand, he 
he's a sannyasi, but look how he is dressed. He's wearing all these fancy jewelries and things. So they won't let us go and steal from his house. And as it is, where he is staying is quite isolated, that place. So one night we'll go and steal from their house. So <coughs> they were they were waiting and for the nightfall. And at night they were just uh, there, and they saw that they were chanting. They were taking uh, uh, after taking prasad. They all were chanting, so they were waiting for everyone to fall asleep. But in the meantime, uh, the Jogomaya made all the thieves fall asleep. So when I mean, all of them just fell asleep, and in the morning, when they woke up, uh, they woke up with the uh, crowing, with the cawing of the crows and the birds. And they started to wonder what happened. Like, we were supposed to steal from their house. And uh, so the leader of that group, who also was a Brahmana, so he said, maybe because we did not worship uh, Chandi, uh, another form of Kali, the Dakoids usually worship, Maybe we, because we didn't worship, Chandi became angry and made us, made us fall asleep. So that night, they worshipped Chandi very nicely and came to steal from, and they came with various weapons and they were about to kill everybody who came on their way. In this way, <coughs> they prepared. But when they uh, came, they saw there were some powerful looking guards decorated, carrying all kinds of very, very powerful weapons. They were going, guarding that place. So they became worried, oh, because they saw that one guard could take care of hundred of them <laughs> in no time. So, so that night they also became very, very worried and decided not to venture into that. And they thought that maybe some rich man has come to their house and these are his guards because many rich people are following this, uh, this person. So, so we'll come some other day when the guards will not be there. So on the third day when they came, it was a full, it was a new moon night. It was completely dark. But as soon as they came near the house, they all became blind. They couldn't see anything. As it is, it was dark and now they became blind. And they fell in all different kind of ditches and places. And Scorpios and, stuff, and insects started to bite them. And some fell on the heap of uh, uh, thorns. And, and not only that, then all of a sudden, uh, it started uh, to started a, a hailstorm. A big hail started to fall, beating them. Actually, Indra became so upset with them that he sent this hailstorm, and they were bit kind of, you know, com they are completely uh, devastated. And then that leader, he said that we must have this must be a very very exalted personality. So let us not think badly about them. Rather, let me go and surrender. So this is how the thieves came and surrendered to Nityananda Prabhu. And they became their devotees, his devotees. So after that, <coughs> Nityananda Prabhu on the occasion of Jagannath's chariot festival went to Jagannath Puri. And he stayed there with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So one day Chaitanya Mahaprabhu told him that, that he should come back to Bengal. He said, you go back to Bengal because you have to preach, you have to deliver them to the world. And, <clears throat> and then he told him, and you get married. Nitanda Prabhu's response was, I'm just an instrument in your hand. So whatever you want, I will I'll do that. So without any hesitation, he accepted the instruction of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. Although he actually wanted to stay with Chaitanya Mahaprabhu in Jagannath Puri. But he came back to Bengal and uh, one day he 
went to the house of Suryadas Sarkhyal, one Brahmana who is to live in Ambika Kalna. Ambika Kalna is the other side of Shantipur. Advaita Acharya is to live in this, this side of the Ganges and the other side of the Ganges was Ambika Kalna. And there was this personality, uh, Suryadas Sarkhyal. So Nitananda Prabhu went there with his with uh, one of his very intimate associates, Uddharandatta Thakur. Actually, Nitananda Prabhu's 12 cowherd boys are Nitananda Prabhu's most intimate associate. I mean, uh, Krishna, Balaram's most intimate associate. So these 12 cowherd boys also came and they became Nitananda Prabhu's associates. And one of them was Uddharan Dr. Thakur, who was a very uh, exalted merchant in a place called Triveni. So along with Uddharan Dr. Thakur, he, Nitananda Prabhu, went to Surija Sarkhil's house. And he went and told him, look, I want to marry your daughter. Surya Sarkar's immediate reaction was, it has been described, I mean, it's after all this past time, when it's all happening in Yogamaya's arrangement. <clears throat> he said, look, I don't know what your caste is. Even among the Brahmins, there was a caste consideration. High-class Brahmin would give their daughters to a low-class Brahmin. <laughs> so he said that, we don't know what your caste is, and so we do not know your jati, caste, line of heritage and so I'm sorry I can't offer you a daughter to you. So Nitana was fine so he left. But something happened to his daughter whose name was Janava. She fainted. She just fainted. And <clears throat> the doctor was called in the Vaid. And the doctor said that she, it looks like she, we won't be able to make him survive. We won't be able to cure him, cure her. So her condition was, I mean, it was taken for granted that she was going to die. So she was taken to the Ganges. And at that time, Surya Sarkhil's brother, Gauridas, Gorita said that, look, why did she all of a sudden faint like that? Like some, you, we must have committed a great offense to uh, Nityananda Prabhupada. So whatever he wanted, offer it to him. So Suridhara said, well, he, she's already dead, so let's call him. <laughs> Came. And, and amazingly, as the, the fragrance of Nityananda's body entered into Janava's nostrils, she gained her consciousness. And she just sat up and said, where am I? And feeling very embarrassed being in that situation, there were other people there, and she was just lying there, uh, unkempt. So she just ran inside the house. <coughs> so then Shruja said, look, please accept my daughter as your wife. And this is how, with great pomp, uh, Nitananda Prabhu was married to Janava Devi. Janava Devi had a younger sister also. Her name was Boshudha Devi. So Boshudha, <clears throat> one day Boshudha was serving Nityananda Prabhu and uh, serving Prashad. And at that time, her sari from her head slipped off. So a young unmarried girl doesn't use her, I mean, always covers her head. So feeling very embarrassed, like, and she was serving with two, ha two hands, and her 
sari slipped off from her head. So she manifested two other arms, <laughs> put her sari in place. And so Nityananda Prabhu then told Surya Sarkhel that, look, as a dowry, I want your younger daughter. <laughs> so this is how Nityananda Prabhu got married to these two sisters, Janava Devi and Vasudha Devi. Janava Devi, as you know, didn't have any children, but Vasudha Devi had. Vasudha Devi bore some children of Nityananda Prabhu. And most prominent of them was Bhira Chandra. And Pirchandra Prabhu actually took up on, I mean, was very, very dear to Nitananda Prabhu, and he took up the mission of Nitananda Prabhu and Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, and he did extensive preaching all throughout Bengal those days. And of course, as you know, Janava Mata became actually the leader of the Vaishnava community at that time. After Nitananda Prabhu left, Janava Mata, Janava Devi became the head of the Vaishnava community. And so this is how huh, Nitanda Prabhu performed his most wonderful pastimes. And when you speak about Nitanda Prabhu's pastimes, you have to remember that Ananta Shesh with his unlimited mouth for unlimited time is describing the glory of Nitanda Prabhu. How much can you speak about him? with our limited ability in a such a limited span of time. But let us uh, become absorbed in the thoughts of Nityananda Prabhu, the most wonderful, uh, his most wonderful qualities, the most wonderful activities. And one thing that we must remember, that we cannot approach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without the mercy of Nityananda. The example is Raghunath Das Goswami. Raghunath Das Goswami wanted to approach Chaitanya Mahaprabhu many times. He was the son of a very rich man and he was running away from home to uh, go to Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. And each time he was, uh, he was arrested and brought back to the family. But when Nita, he met Nityananda Prabhu, Nityananda Prabhu addressed him as a thief. And as you know, the punishment was that he'll have to feed all the devotees with chipped rice and yogurt, Chiradadi festival. And the consideration is why he was addressed as a thief. Why did Nityananda Prabhu call him a thief? The reason is that Chaitanya Mahaprabhu is Nityananda Prabhu's property. So Raghunath was trying to uh, get Chaitanya Mahaprabhu without the permission of Nityananda. Therefore we have to understand Radha Krishna Without the mercy of Nityananda Prabhu one cannot get Radha Krishna. Who is Radha Krishna? Radha Krishna is Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. So since we are followers of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, we must remember that in order to approach Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, first we have to have the permission and blessing of Sri Nityananda Prabhu is the original spiritual master. Balaram is the original spiritual master. And in the past times of Sri Chaitanya Mahaprabhu, Balaram came and so he is our original spiritual master. And all the spiritual masters are actually Nityananda Prabhu's representatives. Whoever distributes Krishna Prem, whoever wants to distribute Krishna consciousness, he must do it as a representative of Srimanita, agent of Srimanita. <coughs> Shiman Nittananda Prabhu ki. Yeah. Yeah.
नित्यानंद त्रयोदशी की श्री चैतन्य महाप्रभु की शील प्रभुपाद की जगत गुरु शील प्रभुपाद इस कवन फाउंडर आचार्य डिवाइन रेस शील But some part of Bengal is Pandava Varjita. Even the Pandavas didn't come here. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Sure. Yes. Uh, give the mic to him. Hello. What is a proper prayer to make? Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare. Thank you for reminding me. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna. Hare Rama, 